eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Lawrence Holmes, a.k.a. Loho. Today, I want to talk a little bit about the, the NBA Finals uh, Game 6. That was that was crazy. The game itself, I'll, I'll get to. I'll, I'll talk about the ins and outs of the game. But I did want to talk about the fact that the, the NBA is king when it comes to the level of drama associated in and around their championship round. Here's what I mean. Think about everything that was going through NBA fans' minds as the game was playing out, as Toronto you know, weathers the storm against Golden State and, and wins the title, and all of the things that are connected to the NBA. They have a, a, a real monopoly on league drama. I thought about this last night while I was watching the game, how in every other sport, in every other championship, it's a culmination and it is a punctuation point on things. And while that's true about the NBA, it it also is just the beginning. Like, I'll give you an example. Think back to Wednesday night. Wednesday night, the St. Louis Blues beat the Bruins in a game seven. It's the end. Hockey season is over. We celebrate the Blues for winning the championship. The Bruins go back to the drawing board and try to figure out what it is exactly they're going to be. And then that's it. And it's almost like a a celebratory, man, this was a lot of fun. From October until the middle of June, we had hockey, and now hockey's going to go away for a little bit, and we'll catch you back up in October. And yes, I know that the NHL has their combine and their draft and all, and then camps and all of that good stuff. It's not the same. With the NBA and, and the NBA Finals, it's really kind of just the beginning it's just the beginning. You look at what happened in this this final, and we can just go guy by guy. Kawhi Leonard wins the NBA Finals for Toronto, and it's just the beginning. 
we'll give ourselves like 30 minutes to celebrate the championship before we start talking about what happens next. Well, what's Kawhi going to do? Well, Kawhi's from L.A., so maybe he wants to go play with the Clippers next year. Well, wait a minute. He just won a title in Toronto. Maybe he stays there. Well, the other argument for that against that is he won a title. He can leave. And I'm not sure if, if the people in Canada would be mad at him, if the folks in Toronto, because, I mean, he brought them a championship. And it was interesting to hear Kawhi talk about the the Raptors as they instead of as us. Now, I get that I'm the media, and that's what we do. We parse words all the time. But it, was, it stood out that that's what he was saying, that they, yeah, we were happy to bring a, a, a title to them, that sort of thing. And so the clock just kind of starts over like real quick in the NBA. That the focus now isn't, although I mean, I guess the, the parade in Toronto is probably going to be lit, but the focus is, well, what's Kawhi going to do? I heard it last night on all the national coverage. I guess he turns 28 and then three days later, he's a free agent. Like, that's where we've already moved on to. It is it is unique to the NBA that they have that. that. That we don't sit in the moment of enjoying the championship in a retrospective of the season that happened and how we got to this point. We immediately jump to the next thing that's going to happen in the NBA. Let me give you another example with Toronto in particular. Masai Ujiri, who was the mastermind behind the trade that brought Kawhi to Toronto and and sent poor DeMar DeRozan out to San Antonio, immediately after they won the title, what was the story? The story was, well, he's being offered $10 million a year and possibly an owner's stake in the Washington Wizards to take over their basketball operations. Like I was listening to the post game coverage on my way home. I was, I was watching the NBA finals while I was at the White Sox game last night. And so I'm listening to the post game coverage. And I mean, we're not even done with the press conferences and Woj has got the story about uh, Masai Jiri going to, to the Wizards or possibly going to the Wizards. You see what I mean? It's not like that in other sports. I, I guess maybe in football you could do the Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl and everyone asks him if he retires, but he's never going to retire. So, But it's it's not that way. There's usually a big retrospective that takes place for at least a couple of weeks. And it's partly because of the way that the leagues are set up too, where NBA free agency, and I actually think it's brilliant from, from the standpoint of keeping your league in the news all the time. It's a brilliant setup where the finals end, the draft is next week, free agency is a week and a half after that, and then all hell breaks loose in the NBA. In other leagues, there is actual time to sit and reflect. And I know I kind of sound like an old man right now talking about this, but it's the truth that 
when the World Series is over in October or sometimes in November, you kind of sit there and you go, okay, we got a long way to go before the teams find their way to Arizona and Florida. And I, I wish that if, if I had one wish, it would be that MLB would get the awards out of the way. I don't like how long we have to wait for MVPs and other awards in Major League Baseball. It, it's I wish they would do it sooner. But my overarching point is that once the World Series is over, it's still a little bit of time before the winter meetings take place. You know, you're still talking about a good, what, seven weeks or so, uh, six weeks before the winter meetings take place. With the NBA, it's like, bang, we're back at it. Everyone is getting ready for 2019-2020 season. It's insane. And having that realization last night, it just made me laugh. It absolutely made me laugh because... There, there's seemingly no end to the NBA. They are number one in drama. Forget TNT, even though the NBA is on TNT. They are number one for drama. Like this whole scheduling thing is insane. Think about this. What are you thinking about the Golden State Warriors right now? You're thinking about what happens next. You're thinking about is Kevin Durant going to sign, opt into his deal, and stay one year and rehab on the Warriors' dime? Or is he going to go be a Nick for a year and rehab there? A word of advice for Kevin Durant. I actually think the opt-in is the smarter play. And I get, since the money is guaranteed, maybe you take the, the Supermax from the New York Knicks, but I think that him going back to the Wizards, Wizards, to the Warriors, he won't go back to the Wizards, won't go back to his home in D.C. Him going back to the Warriors allows a lot of things to just settle down. I feel like if you sign with the Knicks, even though we all know that you're rehabbing, the pressure cooker is immediately on. That the story is about... When is Kevin Durant coming back? It starts almost immediately. And and clearly this is a guy that while on the court seems to thrive under the pressure, the pressure that happens off the court is uncomfortable for him. So to me, it's rehab. And, you know, there's stories of guys coming back from Achilles in six, seven months. Although if I were him, I'd take the whole year. I'd take my 30-something million dollars. I'd bust my ass rehabbing. Maybe not, maybe, maybe it, it is too far gone, his relationship with the Warriors. So may, maybe you don't do that. Maybe you didn't trust those doctors in the first place and you don't want to want to allow them to be in charge of your rehab. But maybe you do. I, I don't know. Any, any hoozle, I I would at least consider it. I would consider it greatly. What about Clay Thompson? Is Clay going to be back with the Warriors? Like, that's my point. No other league has the immediacy of drama. 
because of the way that the league is scheduled more than the NBA. And I don't know if this was if, if this was something that David Stern, when he was commissioner, or Adam Silver, like or designed it to be that way. Because they could space it out if they want it. But you get your draft lottery during the playoffs. You have every team involved in all of that. And then you have your combine stuff, your pre-draft camps. And every team's involved in that while the playoffs are going on. The playoffs go on. All the stories, all the dominoes start to fall where like, oh, well, this guy is thinking about going to this place. Like the amount of tampering, and it's not actual tampering, but the amount of theoretical tampering that goes on and speculation inside the NBA is unlike any other league. Well, Kyrie might be going, staying with Boston. Oh, he's going to go to the Knicks. Now nah, he's going to go to Brooklyn. Oh, well, he might, he might end up back in L.A. Him and, him and LeBron will be back together. It, it is uh, an incredible feat that they have accomplished as a league. And it just makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. And I don't know if, if, if you took away the same stuff that I took away from it. I just know that while... Most of these leagues have a beginning and end. Like for the NFL, if you want to say the draft is the beginning of the season, like that's when people start to get excited. The Super Bowl is the end. And then we take a breath. And then we have all of the the, the pre-draft stuff for a little while. And then it's a while until the draft. The NBA is like, nope, let's go. Here's our champion. Okay, let's move on from that. Here's the draft. Let's move on from that. Here's free agency. Everyone go crazy and go wherever it is that you want to go to make all your money. And then inevitably, here's the other thing that's going to happen. And it, it always cracks me up. Every July, you are going to see NFL players tweeting about the contracts that NBA players get. It is a tradition unlike any other. July 1st is going to hit. Guys are going to sign $200 million deals. Guaranteed. Guaranteed money. And NFL players are going to be like, but wait, we put our bodies through hell. And our contracts aren't guaranteed other than Kirk Cousins. What do you mean our contracts aren't guaranteed? That guy just got $200 million. My fingers don't work. And I can't get a guaranteed deal. It's crazy. It's one of my favorite things to watch on Twitter. With the realization of the guaranteed contract. Or when the baseball guys get it. It's great. What do you mean Bryce Harper got $330 million? He's getting all of that money? Like there's no like stuff that's going to eliminate that? That's real money? Every time. So in summation, the NBA is drama personified, and I enjoyed every bit of what went on in the game itself, and I'll enjoy all the drama that happens outside of it. But think about it. When you start to see all the the stories about the draft next week and free agency, that we just crowned a champion in the league, and we're all ready to move on from it. It's amazing. 
Thanks for listening.